Welcome to the official podcast of PHP Architect. Join us to listen to the latest news and tech talk from our conferences, the magazine, and wider PHP community. You're listening to the PHP Podcast, episode 23.2.1, bringing you the latest insights into the PHP Architect magazine, conferences, and more. I'm your host, John Congdon, and with me is my friend and business partner, Eric Van Johnson. Hello. Hello. Hola. Hey, how's it going? Hey, look at this. We're doing it again. Doing it again. We got a thing. We're doing a thing. I like it. We are are doing it. Not quite as much as we wanted to. We'll get there. Last... Last month, we, we got one, and then right after we recorded that, uh, one of our clients had such an enormous outage, and it was two weeks of just all hands on deck, like trying to get them up and running. And unfortunately, that took a little bit of a priority over recording a podcast. Priority over Shocking. producing. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no kidding on that. Uh, when we say taking a priority over everything, I was very bad at checking my mail. In addition to that, I had a huge shipping mishap for PHP Architect. You know, we we do have some swag that we sell, elephants and some other things. And for the longest time, we've been doing this for a little over a year. In the morning, I would see the emails come in, you know, order confirmation emails. I'm like, those were my reminders to go check to see if there was anything to ship. And we made a a little boo-boo somewhere. I forget how it happened, but we ended up redirecting those emails away from our personal emails into our ticketing system into Zendesk. And for the longest time, I thought it was just duplicate. So I was just deleting them from there, not even thinking about it. And my mind was so trained on when it's in my inbox, that's when there's something to ship. So I let a couple weeks of shipments get backed up. At the same time, everything else is going on. So if you ordered and you didn't get your stuff in a timely manner, that's on me. I am so sorry. That's been corrected. <laughs> we we fixed that and we're we're back on top of shipping. People want their elephants, man. They do. <laughs> we just shipped a huge shipment. We have some friends overseas that tend to buy a bunch at once. And then there's somebody here in the US that I guess travels over often enough. So they'll just take a whole box with them on the plane. I love that. That's the second time we've yeah. done that, man. So, so nice seeing the community work together like that. It's like, yeah. And it saves us money on the shipping as well. So it saves the, <laughs> and, the people working as well. Yeah. Exactly. Over, overseas shipping is not cheap. No. At all. Yeah. I know when we first started selling them, it was our first time delving into that. And it was like, we lost so much money on shipping. It was crazy. <laughs> we just, I left, the, I left the defaults in there that, what was in there from years ago. I was like, oh, this must be good enough. I'm not even thinking about changing it. Yeah. But we're good now. Everything's up to date. And, and now people are getting the elephants in a timely manner. So says theory. So <laughs> another one come in today. And yeah, yeah. Are, are we sharing that? Oh, yeah, we are. You're notified uh, when you buy your ticket. If you buy a ticket at PHP Architect, you're also getting an elephant. A ticket's a PHP Tech. PHP, yeah, PHP Tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, so words. we're going to talk about PHP Tech in a little bit. Don't worry about that. Uh, I like talking about our business. You know, you and I have been doing this for, geez, over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And I think running a small business, and we, by definition, are a very small business, has so many ups and downs and decisions that have to be made that I like, I like talking about. I like sharing 
about our personal goods and bads, I guess. So that's why, you know, I'll admit when I make a mistake like the shipping. Something else you and I have been discussing is opening our PHP Architect Discord channel to the world. Yeah, not a lot of people know we have that. If you have a subscription to PHP Architect, you have always been able to get onto the PHP Architect Discord. But John and I have gotten some have had some experience with Discord for a while with our other podcast, PHP Ugly. And we've, I, at least I know I have really been excited about how strong of a community, community that has built and mm-hmm. how much people in there interact with each other and help each other out. It's real nice. So, yeah, And the PHP Architect channel has a lot of big names in the community, a lot of, a lot of helpful people in the channel. It just doesn't get a lot of activity currently. And if you're part of the PHP community, I would highly encourage you to jump in there, you know, ask questions or, you know, just have conversations with people. Being part of this community is what makes the PHP community so great. We talked about it plenty of times. It helps get you out of that feeling of imposter syndrome. It helps networking when, you know, if things happen, whether you lose your job. I mean, there's been lots of layoffs recently in the tech community. Uh, or sometimes you just, you're ready to move on. That's what happened to me back in 2011, 2012 is I was at the place where I worked for eight years and was ready to move, but I felt stuck for seven of those eight years. Like I felt like I couldn't go anywhere else. I was scared to move. Once I became part of the community, I felt like I had resources. I felt accepted and knowing that if I do want to make this change, I have people I can reach out to. So highly encourage it. So we decided to open up the Discord to everybody and you can get to it by going to phpa.me slash Discord. And eventually we'll get this podcast kind of dialed in like we do with PHP Ugly. We'll be able to have links on the screen and show all that. We're yeah, getting I was, there. I was just about to, about to mention, I'm like, man, I really should have made a uh, made a link to that. That would have been good. <laughs> but we will, we will definitely add it to the show notes. If you're listening to this, Check out the show notes and the link will also be in there as well. Yep. So I'll just say it one more time, phpa.me slash discord. Please come join us in there. Cool. Well, I, I was busy uh, and I'm trying, I'm trying to pull that up now that we, now that we talked about <laughs> it. So I, I'm, I'm speaking slowly intentionally, but what the heck, man? I just want to share this link. How do I share the link? I want to share the link. Copy, copy web link. Here we go. Okay, here we go. We have oh, so here's the other thing, John. I, I have I have my stream deck all set up for the PHP Ugly podcast, but I haven't set it up for the PHP Architect podcast. So I have to I have to remember where to click. Here we go. Okay, jeez, we've got to do some work on this podcast. <laughs> we will. This only, this is only our second time doing it like this, so we're good. Don't worry. Uh, we have we have logos. We have new logos. Not not. Nothing really you gotta, drastic. Got to fix that one. Got to fix yeah. the yeah. I know. White I, with I, the I, I just was going to point that out, John. <laughs> was going to put. No, they wouldn't have noticed. They wouldn't have noticed this one. But yes, they yes they would have. <laughs> Our viewers are intelligent and smart, and they they pick up on things like that. <laughs> oh, I got to fix this one up here too. That one's yeah. wrong too. Jeez. There. Yeah, we're getting there. Anyways, we have a new logo of the the really kind of one that everybody remembers the A, which is still the base logo here. The only thing we did is we added a little elephant to kind of 
pay some homage to the the PHP mascot of the elephant. I like it. We've gotten some good positive feedback on it, so happy with it. Me too. I you did that uh, without me knowing, and and I really liked it. I'm like, no, we need to make this like official. It needs to be our logo. Yeah, it's it's funny because I love telling the story because it's a little bit, bit of an ego boost for me. But we have like this branding company we work with or, or this graphics company we work with. So I had I was playing around with the logo and trying to put it on some T-shirts and stuff to see what we like. And I came up with this logo that we're showing on screen. And if you're not watching, if you just listen to audio podcasts, we've been propagating this logo everywhere. So if you go to the website or anywhere else, you you should see it as well. But I had come up with this logo just to kind of get a feel for it. And to what John just said, he saw it. He's like, we really should think about making this the official logo. So we, I had handed my logo version off to this graphics service that we use. And I'm like, okay, we want to change our, our logo to something like this. Can you make something like this? And for about a week or two, they kept giving us all these logos. And both John and I were like, yeah, no, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> Eventually, John's like, <laughs> the logo you did, that's the logo. Just use that logo. <laughs> I'm like, why are we going through all of this? <laughs> so, uh, so but, yeah, we kind of kind of sometimes, some, yeah, sometimes you just hand it off to a professional company because just in case you miss something or they have other ideas, but so happy with what we ended up with in the end. Yeah, me too. Looks good. So I'm glad you liked it. I'm happy with it as well. Yeah. All right. Other news in PHP Architect world. We've made a big switch over to Mastodon. We've been doing that for a couple months now. Yeah. Uh, still ha- we still have our, our Twitter accounts, but there seems to be this big shift, especially in the tech communities, over t- to Mastodon. Yes. So the the couple reasons this is kind of a big deal. We actually created our own Mastodon instance. Uh, we've had it running for a while now. We were, I was very kind of quiet about it because I wasn't sure if I was what it was going to take to run the instance and all the administration around it. But we're pretty comfortable with it now. We have some key sort of uh, accounts you can follow. If you understand how Mastodon works, this will make sense to you. If you don't, you kind of need to get on Mastodon to understand what I'm saying. But our instance is called phparch.social. That's P-H-P-A-R-C-H dot social. And the handles you can follow on that for the primary magazine is at editor, E-D-I-T-O-R, editor, like editor-in-chief. Mm-hmm. We have one for tech. We also have one for some of the other stuff that John and I do. PHP Ugly is on there. PHP Roundtable is on there. Um, I feel like there was another really key one. Of course, John and I are on there. We're, we're on as Eric and John. Not um, together. Those are two separate ones. Yeah, those are two separate <laughs> We have a joint account. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, in the future, I, this won't ever just be – it won't be like a Discord thing where we just open it to the public. Oh, But in the future – we are going to offer it to contributors of the magazine if they need a Mastodon account and they want to be on the PHP Architect one. You'll be able to follow them there, but that that's going to be on a case by case basis. That's not like a you know across the yeah. board thing. So for yeah. now, if you want to be, oh sorry, 
I was just saying, for now, just worry about editor and tech. Those are the two really key ones. And then, of course, John and I, we'd, we'd appreciate it if you uh, follow us as well. But editor and tech are the two that you really want to make sure you follow. And if you want to get into Mastodon and it's something new for you, phpc.social is the big one for the PHP community. And then once you have an account there, you can follow on any other instance. That's the whole point of it. Part of the Fediverse, you don't have to be tied to a single platform. You can move around. So we were, Eric and I were originally on phpc.social, and then you can easily migrate to another instance if that time ever arises. So definitely check it out. Yeah. All right. Other big news in our world. Oh, hold on. Just before, recently- before we move on, if you don't mind me saying, I, I do want to say, <laughs> if you're one of those people who got fed up with Twitter, I mean, even before all this recent drama, and thought that Twitter got to be too much noise or never went to Twitter, I, I encourage you to check out Mastodon. Mastodon is very focused. Right now, It I say it all the time, it's what Twitter was 15, 20 I don't know how many years ago now. But Back in 2000, 2008. Yeah, 2000, when it was like really like the geeks on there. And the cool thing about the, the the architecture of Mastodon is you can stay on these geeky instances. You're not subject to random posts from other people, from other instances or other disciplines that you're not interested in. So it's a great way to be a part of the community. I totally, totally encourage you to go over to phpc.social. Just create an account and get a feel for it. It's a little weird, especially if you're used to Twitter. It's a little weird kind of understanding how things work and how you have to follow people. But once you get that down, it's such a so much nicer of an experience, I feel. Okay, sorry. Yep. No worries. This week, we got our February issue out. We named it Knowledge Crunching, and it's a nod to Ed, Edward Bernard's feature article, What Can the NSA Teach Us About Debugging? And I stepped that popped out at me, and I was like, that's the name of the, the issue. Yeah, I'm always a sucker for a good NSA story. Edward Bernard brings a lot of them to the table. I, we do like it. Ed is a regular contributor to the magazine, but we do like it when he kicks out a little feature article for us every now and then. He's got some good conversations. And this was this was one of them. Just just a fun read in general. Even if you're not a developer, it's, it's a good read. When it touches on things like the different types of encryption and little things like people taking a photograph and depending on which direction they're looking is actually code. And it's like, that's interesting. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I liked it. Another another article I really enjoyed and we have personal experience with was Eric Mann's Confused Deputy. This is a, this is an article about kind of spear phishing, I guess, but but not exactly spear phishing. It's when somebody tries to. Well, the article in general talks about how uh, there are vulnerabilities in every kind of architecture, and the biggest vulnerability are people and how people can be tricked. And from personal experience from John and I, we used to have a intern assistant sort of person who worked for us. And she just kind of did like random tasks, you know, follow up on emails, look into a book. She wasn't a developer, but she was a good person to have around. And she got what she thought was an email from John saying that he was in a client meeting 
he had forgotten his wallet and needed her to send the client gift cards. And she thought it was really weird, but it wasn't unusual for John to reach out and ask a favor of her. But she did think enough to message me and says, hey, I just got a weird email from John. How should I handle this? Where should I go? And I look at it, and I knew immediately what it was. It was somebody trying to trick her. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, this is not John. It's not from John's email. This is something else. And so I, I explained to her, you know, what was happening. And, and this is kind of, this article kind of goes into the same thing where these people will just kind of send out these emails pretending to be other people in, in the company they work for and try to get data out of them or gift cards or money out of them. It's weird that, that it happens and it's even weirder that it works, but there are just people who just don't know how this is and fall for it. We were lucky. That's scary. Yeah, we were very lucky. We had a lot of fun with that, by the way. That I exchanged emails with this individual for about two or three days, and it got really weird. Scams like that, like I enjoy interacting with the people. One, I feel like I'm wasting their time, so they're not. They're less likely to get somebody else. I had one uh, just the other day on, was it Discord? Oh, no, it was on Telegram. And this person was writing to me in Chinese and I was going over and translating it. At first I was like, Oh, you've got the wrong number. So I'm interacting with them that way. And they're like, then why are you sending me messages? And I'm like, what are you talking about? So they send me a screenshot. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, they're just trying to prove that I sent them a message, but I did send them a message cause I replied to them. Right. So I'm still not thinking anything of it and just interacting, you know, trying to convince them they're talking to the wrong person. And then they want me to send them a screenshot of mine showing that I didn't send it to him. But in between there, I got a, the notification of don't share this code with anybody. So they tried to get my <laughs> password reset code or whatever. And I'm like, so I just kept going on with them. I sent them a kissy face and <laughs> all that sorts of stupid things. Crazy. I could totally see why somebody would fall for that. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they sent me a screenshot expecting me to do the same in return without thinking, oh, there's a code that they can now see because it's the first six characters or whatever. And I ended with, seriously, why do you got to do this to people? Like, don't you have anything better to do? And then I, you know, blocked them and deleted them. But scams are crazy. Crazy world. I mean, I know myself, yeah, we we don't have to get too much deeper into it, but I know my, my... My mother has gotten the whole Microsoft scam and fell for it and sent somebody money to take viruses off their computer. My my dad fell for it three or four times. And, you know, one was right after my sister died and somebody contacted him as a friend needing help. So he sent them money. And meanwhile, my dad doesn't have money to be sending people (laughs) to begin with. But he felt so bad for this friend of my sister that he lent a helping hand and Nope, wasn't a friend. No, no clue who it was or how they how they connected those dots, but they did. Yeah, it's it's painful to listen to when when family members talk about it. Yeah. All right. Last thing I want to touch on on the magazine, just because I find them really useful tools, are the PHP puzzles. You know, jumping in there every month, we showcase the example codes for the previous month. Like, here's how you could solve this, or things, different ways of approaching. The, the puzzle. And then it ends with, for next month, try this, you know, like work on work out a solution for this. 
if you think about it, not about the puzzle itself, but about the concepts, it is such a great way to try new things. If you're looking to try new design patterns, maybe you want to get into event sourcing, you know, apply event sourcing to the puzzle for fun. You know, it's just a way to change up how you're doing things. Maybe you want to work on TDD, perfect way to, to practice that, especially because there's often a, here's a data set and here's what we expect to get out. Start your TDD with, with those expectations and then write the code to solve it. Done. Yeah. I do so, like Oscar's puzzles. Like, yeah. It's interesting because typically more than one way to solve it. So I, I like when I solve something and then I read the next month to see how Oscar solved it. I'm like, yeah, no, his way is so much better. I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about PHP Tech. Let's talk about PHP Tech. I'm, I'm very so excited. excited. It's coming so quickly. Do you realize that? It's we only, only have, I was thinking about it in, in time span of releases of the magazine. And we only have like, what, two more releases before May? Yeah, well, three. It should be March, April, and May. March, April. Well, but May is when the conference is. So, yeah. yeah. Ideally, we get it yeah. out before the conference. But <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. It is exactly 90 days away. <gasps> 90 days. Well, today's the 14th. It starts on the yeah. 16th. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way months work. Some have oh, yeah, 31 20, days yeah, yeah, to 28. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, by the way. To oh, everybody ditto. out there. 90 days away. That's so exciting. So crazy. Wow. 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 You, that time's going by fast. If you're watching this, we're going to release. We're live on February 14th. As Eric said, happy Valentine's Day. We are going to be ending the early bird pricing soon. Eric has a date in mind. I have a different date in mind. Either way, it's not that far away. So if you want to get in on the pricing that's there now, go buy your ticket. Prices will be going up soon. Very. Right, let me ask you. Yeah. You, know, you know what my date is? Who's got the whose date is further out? Mine or yours? Mine. Really? Yours is further yeah. out than mine. I thought mine was too far out. All right. No, you're. So we're not ready to announce it yet. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just get your ticket soon. It won't last long. Yeah. But yeah, we we've, we've been putting in a ton of planning into the event out. Uh, Eric has organized the speaker dinner that we're going to be having. Uh, I don't think we're, yeah, not to announce, but you know, that that's been in the plans. Yeah. Uh, we are planning on having a game night, which I've always enjoyed in the past, just bouncing around from table to table, <clears throat> jumping in on different games. There's often somebody that knows how to play a game that's there and will teach people. I've learned about a bunch of games that I've come home and I'm like, I have to order that. So I've ordered uh, games like Flux, which my kids love and my mother-in-law hates. So my kids love saying, let's play Flux. <laughs> and there's just been a ton of them. So it's so such a fun night. Go and uh, Fluxes. I'm afraid to ask. It's a, it's a card game. Okay. It's a, it's a fun card game where you start out with, there's base rules that as long as there's no other rules in play, it's always draw one card, play one card. That's it. And gotcha. then the rules are constantly in Flux. <laughs> it's such it's a fun game i mean and there's so many different variations of it i learned playing pirate flux and some of the rules there are hilarious oh i think my kids introduced me to this i don't know if they called it flux but is this where like like they don't my kids introduced me to a game where they don't 
you don't share what the rules are. You have to figure out what the rules are as you're playing. Nah, this is oh, okay. some of your some of your cards are rule cards, so you oh, you play okay. you play a new okay. rule, and in the pirate one, one of the rules is you have to talk like a pirate, or or there's a rule that you have to refer to somebody else's captain. You know, just fun rules. But then there's also rules on how you get, how you win the game and gotcha. just constantly changing. So much fun. Gotcha, gotcha. But that's why my mother-in-law hates it is because she, she doesn't can't keep track of all the rules. And I know Magic's another big uh, game on game night. A lot, a lot of people play Magic, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have some chess, chess boards out there. I'm looking forward fun. to it. What are you looking forward to as far as talks go? Anything special stand out for you? So... I'm excited about the keynotes that are coming up. Uh, I work closely with Tim Lytle and he's doing one of our keynotes. And since then I found out he's done a TEDx talk and he what? is just such a good, he is a good speaker in general. I love his slides because they're not your typical, you know, uh, slides where you have a template pre-made. He's got very custom slides, usually good speaker in general. And so excited about that. Yeah. Uh, just, we've got so many just different types of talks. And that's why I like this conference is you get to learn new things. So you can go in like knowing you need some information about a thing. I've had friends that really want to know more about PHP stand. So they went to a conference just to learn more about that. And then in the meantime, you're like, okay, well, I've learned that I might as well, I can also learn about something new. So you go to the talks you need to know, and then other talks, you want to expand your horizon and, and learn about something else. One of the things you talk about a lot, and I couldn't agree with you more, and I thought about it after you had mentioned it the first time years ago, was that you go to these conferences and you might not even be looking to understand a particular subject matter, but you go to the talk because you're going to have some, you know, POCU, you've got some free time. It's, you know, it's the only talk available. And then you find yourself months or years later with a need for something that you had come across at a conference years at a tech talk years ago and never realized that it was going to be something that needed to apply to your professional career. But now you have might not have that knowledge, but you have that starting point. Like you, you're like, Oh yeah, I, I went to a talk on this. You know, I remember and you go back and you look and you kind of have somewhere to begin with. Right. Somebody, somebody mentioned this problem and how they solved it. Just right. having, just having that little nugget gives you a starting point. Yeah. Also, if you are going to tech and everybody should be, we don't know why you're not really happy with the ticket tickets we've seen come in. We hope we have enough for everybody. We don't know. Tickets sell out. I'm not saying we're selling out. I'm just saying we have less tickets than we begin with. So you should probably buy yours. <laughs> But there is an app now that you can download from tech.phparch.com, and you can you can start to plan your day. So are you planning your conference and what talks you want to go to and kind of mark them, and the app will track them for you. Yeah, it is a uh, PWA, so it runs in the browser. You can also set it as you know an app, a PWA app on your phone if you want to. But yeah, definitely a a good resource there. So you, you can actually click on it and see it in the browser there. Oh, can you? I didn't know that. I wasn't yeah. clicking on it. Was yeah. It. Oh, there we go. Look at that. So, and then as you bring it down to a phone size, it, it changes. And yeah. it, it's nice because it, it's kind of keeps up to 
date and time of where you're at. And it's like, okay, up next you selected this talk to go to. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. We do. We, I, I noticed that you've got some sponsors up on the page now. That's nice to see. Uh, I do. And we're in talks with quite a few more. So hoping to fill that out some more. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited about some of the, some of the companies we're talking to looking forward to getting their names on the page as that should be fun. Yeah. And we, we've been doing artwork. That's one of the cool things about being the organizer. You get to see like the, the artwork and you know, all the behind the scenes stuff that, that people don't see until they get and, and you won't see either. We're not going to share it here, but thanks. For <laughs> I know you, you're, you're stuff. dying to click the I button to pull it up on the screen. Absolutely dying to accidentally click on it. Yes. <laughs> But, Stay yeah. tuned to a future episode of PHP Podcast, and maybe you will see that. It will probably most definitely be, show up before. It'll be. It's like, whoops, I hit the wrong button. How did that happen? Yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff all around. So Yeah. All right, close us, close us out. What do you have going on this week? So a couple things I, I wanted to touch on uh, to wrap it up. First thing, John and I had the pleasure of holding a San Diego PHP user group meetup. Uh, it's been a couple years now because of the pandemic. I, I presented. It's on the PHP Architect YouTube channel if you're curious. We're, because it's John and I, and we run the San Diego user group. Chances are we'll probably try to push record and put them on the PHP Arc Architect YouTube channel often for you. But yeah, I presented. I forgot how much I enjoyed going to user group meetups and just sitting yeah. down and talking PHP with people. It, it was so much fun, man. I look forward to next week. But next week. Next month. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get it on the on the calendar, but I'm waiting for the friggin' baseball calendar, like game start the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to schedule it and then be like, well, I can't make it because I'm managing a team and I have to be at the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. so hopefully I'll get that soon. Yeah, and then also, um, if you know some of the history, I started. Uh, t- I took over. Or Sammy K asked me to kind of steward the PHP Roundtable podcast. It was just out of coincidence, that happened literally like a month before John and I took over operations of PHP Architect. So that whole time period of me was really crazy. But anyways. I had taken over PHP Roundtable. I did a couple shows, and then life just got too busy for me to manage it. Uh, I kept saying I was going to get back to it, and I didn't. Getting back to that, kind of in a place now where my life is still super busy, but it's settled down with like new things coming at me. So I've kind of gotten to a point where I can start to manage the things that I have in my life. And I definitely want PHP Roundtable to be part of that. If you're not familiar, PHP Roundtable is another podcast. It's it's more of an interview podcast where we talk to people in the development world about development problems and issues and you know solutions. Ideally, this week we were we will be streaming live. Uh, the topic on the table is the education of development. I've always been fascinated with how people learn to develop today. For me, I'm a self-taught person. And for me, PHP, the web was not a thing when I was teaching myself basic. And even when I went to school, it wasn't a thing. It didn't become a thing too much later. So as a PHP developer, I am self-taught from beginning to end. 
for better or for worse, a lot of times for worse, I've kind of taught myself how to develop and specifically how to develop in PHP. So I'm always fascinated with how people learn to develop in this modern era. The web, fast development, language is changing a lot. You know, what are the core principles and practices that they're learning, how they're learning it, and what's interesting them? And what do the people learning today, what do they see are the problems they need to solve for tomorrow? Is it AI? Is it, you know, is it something else? What, you know, what are they working towards? Oh, what I want to know is how do, how do educators stay up to date? Because when we first started our business, we went to a community college to talk about PHP development. And we looked at the resources they were using, and it was so far out of date. So how do how do today's educators try to stay up to date? Or is it just known that education stays behind a little bit? And then as things keep moving, they catch up to where we're at today, but we've already moved on to the next thing. Right. And we will have, we'll have both uh, educators, instructors, and students at the roundtable this week. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're, if you're a PHP architect reader... Ken Marks is going to be one of the people at the roundtable who uh, did a has done a couple of, of articles for us. Did a nice long series on the Raspberry Pi and a project that he had worked on for the Raspberry Pi. I, a really fun guy to talk to. I we've John and I have spoken to him. I don't know if I did a roundtable or if I did a community corner interview with him. Or if had I stopped doing them by the time we had met him. But either way, great guy. I'm looking forward to him being there and a, a few other. We should have a nice nice kind of balance of students and instructors. So looking forward to it. So tune in. PHP awesome. Roundtable. And, and that was also streamed to the PHP Architect uh, YouTube channel as well if you just want to be there. But subscribe to both. It helps. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to wrap this episode up. We went a little longer than we anticipated, but I think that was a – Great show. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. And until next time, keep listening, keep coding, and and keep keep reading. reading. And now we need an outro. Where's the outro? (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody. All right. Yeah, that did go long. I thought that was really good. Yeah, I love it. This has been PHP Podcast, the official podcast of PHP Architect. The industry's leading tech magazine and publisher focused on PHP and web development. Subscribe today at phparch.com to see what the leaders in the community and industry are talking about.